glorious day. Hello, Jared. What's up, Pastor Matt? Well, you know, just you're letting me push buttons today. I am. Apparently, you shouldn't allow the senior pastor <laughs> to hit buttons. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. You know, we have fun. Yes, that's right. Welcome to the Connect Podcast. We have uh, a fun show set up for you guys today. We're actually going to be looking at some current events and uh, how we should be responding to them, um, or at least give suggestions. Maybe we don't. I don't know. We're, we're going to talk, we'll talk about. We just talk about. We're just going to talk about these events, but. Uh, before we do that, the most current event, I think, for both of us right now and for a lot of people uh, who might be listening is that this week is back to school week. Yeah, where we live, everybody's going back to school. Everyone's going back to school, and it's kind of like a, a bittersweet thing where you're like, hey, the kids are gone all day, but now we have to figure out how to get them up, get them out of the house, this pick is, them up. This is true, yeah. The, you know, the celebration at the Manning House is like a... You know, a, a shot of whiskey in celebration of the kids this summer being as over. they're gone, yeah, like the night of or the morning <laughs> of. As know, soon as you get them night. out the door, first night you're pulling first them out. Night, yeah, first night. And so, <laughs> yeah, all the kids are back as of today, and which you give was really kind of weird because I was going to the gym today, mm-hmm. and it was like a madhouse on the streets when I was going to the gym. Which normally I can cross the street without even hitting the, you know, the crosswalk signal because yeah. there's nobody out there. But today it was wild, and then after school started, it was like. Dead. Dead quiet mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. Weird. So you're just you drink the whiskey. Yes, not my kids. <laughs> Welcome home, kids. That's right. Get your that's shot right. glasses that's out. Right. Yeah, nope, they don't get any. Oh, that's good. Uh so our our four oldest ones went back to school yesterday. Okay. And you know the book T- Alexander's Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day? Yeah. That's exactly how yesterday felt like in the <laughs> Haley household. That movie is fantastic. It is a good movie. It's really fun. Um, but living it is not yes. so fun. So uh, we always take the you know first day of school pictures. Okay. Um, and so we get the kids all dressed up. Christiana made them a nice little sign that had their weight and their height and things that they like and different things. And so uh, we get up extra early so we can take all of these pictures. Um, it actually, the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad Haley Day started actually a couple weeks ago when oh. we got the boys their back-to-school haircuts. Okay. And they were horrible. Like, the worst haircuts I've ever seen in my life. Wow. It was like, they had mullets in the back, yeah. and then Mo Monk-type <laughs> cuts in the front. Yeah. And Christiana picked those up? She didn't pick them. Like, what happened was, is uh, she dropped them off with her mom and and told the haircutter what to do. Yes. And then she went and did something else, and then she came back after they were done, and she was like, oh, my gosh, this is not what I asked for at all. Mm. And she came home, and she was really frustrated with them, and I'm like, well, you got to go back. Yeah. And she's like, well, the haircutting lady, she just wasn't all that nice, and I don't know if I want to deal with it. And I'm like, you have to go back. This is terrible. Like, they look <laughs> ridiculous. We have 80 monks. We can. 80s style monks. 80s monks. Yeah. Yes. I, we should have, man, we should have taken a picture with the profile because it was, and like, she like layered it weird on the side. It was like, I've never seen anything so horrendous. So she did. She ended up taking them back on Sunday and, yeah. and getting them fixed. And so they look like normal children again, which is good for the first day of school. But that's how that happened. So yesterday, we get them up, we're taking pictures, and Man, last year, we were just kind of notorious for always being late yeah. and then having to walk. Like, it's like the shame walk as you, like, the doors are locked where they normally go in, and so you have to take them in through the front office and get them yeah. tardy notes, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to get tardy notes on the first day no. of school. And so I start, like, 
losing losing my crap. I don't know how else to say it, right? Yep. So I'm just freaking out and uh, yelling at everybody and get everybody in the car. And uh, we want Christiana wants to be there for the first day too. And yep. so since we're fostering, we have the two babies with us as well. And so we're trying to cram everybody into our car. Uh, and we finally uh, get there, and it's like 8:04, yep. and they sh- they lock the doors at 8:05, and so we're like racing the kids across to get into the door and we did we made it you made it good. we made it we got them in so uh we live in keensburg uh we get home and i had a, a video shoot yesterday so i drive to the church which was like 45 minutes yeah and then the shoot was up at the flat irons okay. and so we drive to the flat irons we do the shoot we get done around noonish come back here i drive all the way back up uh to keensburg yeah. to get the kids out of school i'm late getting them so you were tardy i was tardy picking them up but everyone's coming out of different doors now okay <laughs> because then they did last year yep and so the kindergartners last year uh uh i'm sorry nope the kindergartens come out the, our kids aren't in kindergarten anymore so right. they don't come out the front door they now are in first grade they come out the back door yes i didn't know that and so we're waiting in the front and at the same time i have to bring our youngest foster back to adams county his visitation at four o'clock okay. it's now three ten, and it takes 45 minutes for me to get back here and i'm like where are my children yeah and so eventually they walk around the teacher wants to talk to me hey we just want you to know and i'm like that's great thanks for the information i gotta go so i get them in the car get them home get william in the car and then we drive down here right um i get him to his visitation 15 minutes late so i'm now late three times yes. in one day um and my car needs gas. I'm like, okay, it's fine. His visitation's an hour and a half long. I'm yeah. going to go get gas. I get onto 120th. It's now rush hour traffic. Uh, there's two left turn lanes and then two straight lanes and then a right turn lane. Yep. I'm dead center in the middle, um, about four car lengths away from the light at a red light, and my car dies. Oh, you ran out of gas. You were that guy. I didn't run out of gas. Oh, your car just died. My car just died. My car died. I turn on my hazards. I'm stuck, and I'm sitting there like, Lord, what do I do? Like, I can't push it. Right. Like, I'm, I'm a hazard. Yeah. Um, I end up calling the police. So I call 911. Yeah. Uh, I get the Thornton dispatch, uh, and they say, hey, 911, uh, where's your emergency? I say, I'm at 120th and, uh, and Huron. Yeah. And she says, oh, I'm sorry. That's not us. I need to transfer you. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I'm in an emergency, yeah. and instead of attending to my emergency, yeah. you are transferring me like this is a sales call. Yep. Yeah. You got to get to the right person, Jared. So they transfer me to Westminster Okay. Police Dispatch. They say, okay, what's your emergency? I tell them all this stuff. Um, but I'm just sitting there. People are honking at me. People are like, glaring at me. Yes, as they should have. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? My car won't turn on. A girl pulls up behind me and gets as close as she can to my bumper and starts honking her horn (laughs) with my hazards on. (laughs) And I'm like, what? What to do? Eventually, she backs up a little. She literally nudges her nose of her car on my bumper and scrapes my bumper as she comes up beside me and, and just stares at me and starts yelling at me. Yeah. 
I can't even roll down my window because my car is dead. And it was 100 degrees yesterday. It was, oh, it was so hot. I'm sitting there sweating in my car with no AC. Yep. I looked at my phone. It was like 98 degrees still outside. Yep. And so I opened my door, and I'm like, what? My car is dead. I can't move. And she goes, oh, is your car broken? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, oh, well, that's my bad. And she speeds off. That's and I'm like, well, at you least she admitted it. I'm like, you think I'm just sitting here for fun? Like, you think this is fun for me? Right. I ended up posting a, fa- uh, a video on Facebook. Yeah. And so, really, I was hoping, it was like my desperation of, is there anyone close that can come help me yeah. as I'm sitting here waiting, you know? Um, and I did. Like, Pastor Chris called and yeah. Angie called. Nice. And, you know, all these different people were, were, like, reaching out, like, are you okay? Do you need help? You know? Um, and thankfully, too, my brother-in-law, who's currently uh, living in Kingsburg while he's looking for another place to rent, yeah. um, was at the Target on 120th and Not Washington. And so he was actually able to come over as well. Um, I, I had to call Human Resources and let them know, hey, I'm going to be late yeah. again yeah. picking William for up time. for the fourth time because I'm stuck here yeah. in the road. Uh, the police show up. This is the next funny thing. The police are coming behind me, right, like they should be, and there's another car, and instead of getting out of the way, he just keeps inching closer to my car, <laughs> like as to get out of the cop's way. The cop gets out and starts yelling at him. He's like, his hazards are on. We're here to help him. What are you doing? Get out of the way. Uh, and he's like, are you like, you are you an idiot? Like, what yeah. are you doing? So that guy finally gets out of the way. The cops come. They're super nice and helpful. You know, the, a tow truck comes, um, which, of course, my insurance doesn't cover the, this tow truck. I have to have him tow me off to a parking lot yeah. where then Geico brings a, an additional tow truck to take my car to the mechanic. And so I have to pay this guy. He calls it a spot moving fee okay. of $70. And I'm like, oh, well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for, for that. For spot moving me. Um, so I... It was late, so the mechanic's not open. I called them this morning, and I said, hey, I had my car dropped off to you. She's like, hey, we're really behind. Just want you to know. I I was nice. I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I totally get it. I'm like, but I trust you. Like, I've been to plenty of mechanics I don't trust. I trust you guys. Do what you got to do. Here's what I think is wrong. Um, And she's like, okay. And then she seemed kind of overwhelmed. Yeah. And so I was like, are you okay? Like, you don't sound okay. And she's like, yeah. She's like, we have a lot going on. Allergies are bugging me. I'm like, okay, I just want to make sure, like, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, she called me back, like, an hour later and said, hey, the mechanic was able to <laughs> look at your car. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't trying to schmooze her. I was Be like, nice to the front I office was, people. I was genuinely, like, concerned for yeah. her. Um, but uh, I think it was because of that. She was like, she must have people calling all the time that are just irate with her yelling at her because that's what people do. Because, because people yell at you when you're stranded in the yeah. middle of the road and there's nothing you can do That's because people don't use their brains. <laughs> and so, um, not, not, so that wrapped up your, your day. Yeah. So it was my alternator. My alternator is out. Yeah. And so my battery died because yep. it wasn't charging my, my yeah. battery. So they're getting that replaced. Um, I got home at like seven thirty as the kids are going to bed for school the next day. Yeah. Um, I saw them, you know, dropping them off, picking them up, and then going to bed. Yes. So that's all I saw my children yesterday. <laughs> Christiana's like going crazy too because she's ready for me to be home as yeah. we have, you know, uh, you know, seven kids, nine and under at home. And right. so it's kind of chaotic at the Haley house. So that was, that was your no good day. That was my no good 
day. Yeah, you should turn that into a movie script. Oh they can make gosh. it into a second movie. Yes. Yes, the next terrible horrible. We need to add a few Maybe more Matt elements Damon to could it. Play you. I like that. Ooh. That that's my celebrity doppelganger. You're giving me Matt Damon? I'm, I'm gonna go with Matt Damon. That's yeah. so nice of you. Yeah, yeah. Man. Matt, I owe you a favor. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> This is Matt Manning, and I'm the senior pastor here at Crossroads Church. And if you're enjoying what you're listening to today, we'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast. You can leave us a comment. We read all of them. And we would love for you to share what you're listening to with your friends. Every Sunday, we gather together as a church to celebrate what God is doing. And you can join us at 830, 10, 1130 online or in-house. Let's get back to it. So anyway... That's, that's where you're at. That's my back to school well, our, story yesterday. Our back to school has been a lot less <laughs> stressful. Stressful at this point. We got Mercy to school at elementary, and then Cademan he rode the bus for the first time because uh-huh. we don't want him riding his bike by himself. Yeah. To school, and then Theo he'll ride his bike later today because sixth and seventh and eighth graders all go different times on the first day. Okay, that and makes sense. Yeah, and so uh, they'll figure that all out. And then Cademan, this is our biggest worry today. Mm-hmm. My, my sixth grader is in charge of picking up my daughter from school today. Oh man! And so we won't let him ride his bike to school by himself, but we do trust him enough to go pick up his sister. Uh huh. I think. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's the big stress today, but we'll I'm, I'm confident that's he's right. going to come through. Yeah. You put trackers on them and yes. stuff like that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so. there's a, we, little apple fobs. We, well, this is Theo that's doing this? No, Cademan. Oh, Cademan. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't have a phone, does he? Yeah, he does. Oh, he does have a phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's got to give you a little bit more Yeah, we give all security. of our kids a phone in sixth grade so that they can travel yeah. the world without us on their bike. Gotcha. But we still know where they're at. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, sixth grade. Oh, man. I don't even want to. We're not there We're yet. Not go down that We're road. We're not there yet. So, anyway, so that's that's the current local current events, but there's a lot of things going on around the world that I thought it would be good for us to talk about today and just kind of get your your thoughts and reads, and I can give some of my thoughts and reads on them too. And the, yeah. the first big thing uh, is in the last few days, couple, it's been, is it the last week? I yeah, week. Week or so. Uh, just all, all this kind of crazy stuff that's happening in Afghanistan again, um, kind of the, the re-rise of the Taliban, and, and uh, I mean, at least in the news for us. Yeah. Um, and, and so... We're kind of living <laughs> 2001 all over. Yeah, again. it's really weird. Um, and the the way that America, or, or at least our current administration, is responding to stuff going over there, I'm, I'm curious on if you like what's happening, if you don't like what's happening. Yeah. Um, there are, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of turn it to you, and you can kind of give me your thoughts on it, and I'll give you a couple of my own thoughts of, of some things that have happened that I'm like, I just can't believe it. It just kind of blows my mind. So yeah, when it comes to the whole thing that's happened in Afghanistan, like I think – Maybe like most Americans, I look at it and I go, you know, countries have to be able to stand on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been there 20 years. At some point, the country has to own its own space. Otherwise, it's just an occupied territory of the United States, right? Mm-hmm. So, so really, to be able to stand on its own, I think that, you know, the pulling out of troops is a bipartisan issue. I mean, mm-hmm. Trump said that all the all the when he was president, all the troops were going to be out by Christmas. We didn't quite make that mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden was very upfront during the election cycle that he was pulling troops from Afghanistan. And so I think that from both sides of the aisle that this has been something that mm-hmm. Americans want is it's time to, to mm-hmm. let that country stand on its own. What's surprising to me is uh, how badly it's gone Yeah, and how much the media, both sides of the media, have really just like beat up the Biden administration mm-hmm. and which is interesting. It is interesting uh, that like both sides are. Is this the first like bad press that Biden has gotten in? 
at least five from, years, at least from mainstream media, <laughs> yeah. right? And so I look at that, and um, you know, while you know I didn't vote for Biden, there's certainly uh, I don't think he's a terrible guy, and I don't think he's you know uh-huh. a great guy. Yeah. I, I think he's, he's a probably Broncos like an quarterback. average guy. Yeah, yeah, he's an average. <laughs> He's an average guy in that <laughs> space. And I always tend to, to try to give grace to leaders sure. because I know, like, from behind the scenes, and, you know, we have a church of you know, 1,500 people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we spend a lot of time trying to put together good plans uh, to make changes and, you know, to either shut things down or start new things. And, and as good as those times are that we put all that planning together, like, there have been moments where we unrolled a plan and it was like, this is absurd. Mm-hmm. Like, this uh, we're failing miserably mm-hmm. at this and it wasn't for a lack of planning mm-hmm. right and there's sometimes that things gone super well and it's like wow those far exceeded any plans that we had actually put in place mm-hmm. in that space and so when it comes to leaders i'm usually try to give them grace because mm-hmm. i don't think that just one day they woke up and go you know what we're just going to pull all the troops yeah. out like Let's i think go. there was a legitimate plan today's the day yeah legitimate plan and the plan didn't work yeah. and uh there's no space in my life to go back and go Let's just knock on the guy and on the team that yeah. put together the plan. Um, let's spend our energy actually trying to fix the situation and then evaluate it as a whole later. Yeah. And so, I th- but I think you know, in our current news cycle, we are so instantaneous to beating up or giving praise to leaders without actually the evaluation of a whole world. Sure. And so, certainly, there's that side, the political side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the more human side of it in Afghanistan, what we see is heartbreaking. Yeah, uh, yeah. the Taliban's not good. Yeah. And while most reports said that it would take about 18 months for the Taliban to regain power, like nobody was thinking that they weren't going to regain power. Mm-hmm. They just thought it would be 18 months, not 18 days. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of fear, yeah. rightfully so, for women and children mm-hmm. under Taliban yeah. rule. And what that looks like from human rights, what mm-hmm. that looks like. Um, Even religious persecution, r- too. Yeah, religious mm-hmm. persecution, all of that. Yeah. Uh, like we're watching the fear of people play out. Right in the streets and in the airport of Kabul and mm-hmm. around Afghanistan, absolutely. And to remember the people element of it yeah. uh, is is quite heartbreaking. I'm curious where it was part of the plan to just leave American weaponry <laughs> for the Taliban to take over. Right. So well, I think those were actually intended for the Afghanistan army, and which they lost rather quickly. Gotcha. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. So uh, the way that it was written was like, oh, they uh, they just. They had no choice. They had to pull out, and then they just left like all of these drones and Humvees and stuff for yeah, it's crazy. For the Taliban watching the Taliban drive around U.S. Uh-huh. armored vehicles yeah. and yeah, it's playing wild. with U.S. drones. Yes, you know, it's wild. Uh, I mean, we didn't we didn't have like nuclear bombs in Af- Afghanistan, did we? That yeah. we just <laughs> accidentally left there. It could um, be bad if we did. Yeah, it would be really bad. So, uh, and I think, I mean, I, I saw uh, an article too that it, you know, it, it for whatever reason paints America as weak. Um, and, uh, I mean, I don't know how we look in the eyes of, of, of other countries, especially yeah. other like superpowers and things like that. If the, if this particular thing makes us weak or, or not, but, um, certainly, yeah, there's, if there, whatever the plan was, it, it's not, it's not working out the it way that they intended for to. Sure. Um, and it's, and, and it's really sad that, I mean, seeing, just seeing all of these, yeah, the human side of it. And, yeah, well and one of the things that we saw, what we just talked about beforehand, was mm-hmm. uh, the article that was released where Air Force One came in to 
bring people out of that situation mm -hmm. and the desperation of people holding onto wheels and wings mm -hmm. as the airplane is trying to take off and yeah. uh, the video of two people falling from the sky yep. off the airplane and yep. it's um, it's kind of actually <laughs> reminiscent of the of the way that I imagine Noah's Ark went. Oh yeah, you know when the door gets shut and the floodwaters start coming and all of a sudden the desperation of people yeah um, realize yeah or come to fruition yeah and what that might have been like remember the men in black quote when he's sitting there talking to him about aliens and uh will smith is like why don't you just tell people like yeah. people are smart you know and uh the other guy's like uh can't think of what his name is off the top of my head but yeah. he's like he's like well people are smart he said but crowds of people are panicky and uh chaotic and yeah. don't think things through and yeah. and he's like and you know it you know and it's just interesting how we can it's like our 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 fear takes over and all of a sudden we're just completely instinctual and nothing uh is is logical yeah. when when i was in kansas i've always had like this unhealthy fear of tornadoes yeah <laughs> we'll call it that yeah. um and so when i'm in kansas going to school i lived in a house that didn't have a basement and so i was always like man one comes through here and and i'm toast you yeah. know and so uh the thing is with small towns is the Tornado siren is also the same as the fire siren, right? And so and they are loud. And they're loud. And so if it stays constant, it's a tornado. But if it goes up and down, it's like firemen come and there's a fire, come to the firehouse. And so I'm in my house doing whatever, and all of a sudden the siren goes off and I freak out. And I just I take off running. <laughs> like I literally ran out my front door and I ran across the street and we lived across the street from a church and I'm like in their their yard sprinting i have no idea where i'm just running <laughs> away from the tornado away from the tornado and and all of a sudden the siren starts to peek down because it's a fire and not a tornado and and i stop and i go what is wrong with me like what am i doing right now mm -hmm. i i i had no plan no thoughts i'm just like i'm scared i have to run <laughs> yeah well it's that when you hit that fear right when uh -huh. fear enters into our life it's either fight or flight mm -hmm. usually in those spaces and Painting a very poor picture of myself today. And the, <laughs> <laughs> and the way that uh, people think and, you know, in those moments of great fear, which the Taliban has brought great fear in yes, Afghanistan. Absolutely. Like all of a sudden thinking and logic go out the door and the best idea is to hold on to a wheel of an airplane yep. that's taking off yep. because maybe I can make it somewhere that's better than here. Absolutely. And I think that that's like the true uh, heartbreaking moment of mm -hmm. this whole thing is that people would rather hold on to a wheel of an airplane hoping to get somewhere that's better than there absolutely you know even yeah. if it's at the cost of their yeah. life in that moment so a really funny article about all of this is that yeah. i saw um that twitter yeah. twitter has said that the taliban can stay on twitter yeah. as long as they follow the rules yes and i just <laughs> think that that is hilarious um that i mean trump is still banned from twitter right for not following the rules but yeah. it's cool taliban you guys yeah. you guys just follow the rules and, yeah. you'll be and, I'm all, and i'm actually all for that as long as people follow the rules uh -huh. you know you can you can play on whatever uh -huh. game you want to play yeah which is exactly what the Taliban is known for, <laughs> right. is following the rules. That's right. Like, when you think of the Taliban, what do they do best? Yes. They follow the rules. Yeah, this is, is going to be a short-lived Twitter space. Oh, my gosh. Space. So anyway, uh, if you guys think about it, you know, just continue to, to remember and pray for those pastors and, and, and different people in Afghanistan. That I, I, I read something else, too, that they're going door-to-door, -door, like finding uh, people who support America, finding, yeah. uh, you know, people who are, are Christians, and, and, and there's real-life persecution happening right now. 
um, in Afghanistan. So yeah, the um, crisis is at a heightened level, mm -hmm. right? And I think that most are probably fearful of what's about to happen in Afghanistan is similar to what's happened in Syria, mm -hmm. right? Where there'll be great persecution, a great war mm -hmm. within the country and that refugees and regular people will flee. Yep. And the sad thing is, is that the people who are fleeing or who are there, uh, you know, that they've lived 20 years in this, mm -hmm. in this kind of mess, mm -hmm. in this chaos, and now it's, it looks like it's about to get worse for them. Yeah, yeah. So I wish we had answers. I don't really know how to respond outside of just being prayerful. Yeah. Um, but, I mean. I think that's our answer right it's now. It's a reality. Yeah, so. there's, there's not a lot that we can do in terms of getting there. Uh -huh. But I think that part of these last couple of weeks or days, I should say, has been really praying for the people there. You know, that mm -hmm. uh, the Taliban would be would hold to their word that they're going to treat women and children equitably. Yeah. We'll see if that actually yeah. happens. Yeah. Like um, we said, yeah. they're known for <laughs> following they're the known rules. For. Yeah. Uh, they but hold that, true to their promises. But they'll hold true to that. And then also just praying for, you know, the administration of the United States right now, that the world is looking to us to lead the way mm -hmm. uh, in this. Yeah. And so there's so much irony all the time in there. Yeah. Like, America, you're terrible. You're the worst. What was it? How do we handle this? Yeah. What do we do? Yeah. Can and you show so us how to do that, please? And I think from Scripture, what we're told is, you know, that we're to pray for the persecuted, mm -hmm. but we're all to also to pray for the leaders of our of our nation. And right now, our nation has been tasked with bringing peace into mm -hmm. another nation, to another yeah. country. And that's that's no small task. Yeah. And so as Christians, regardless of where we vote or where our political alignment is, uh, that our calling as believers is to pray for, for our administration. And right now, that's uh, Biden. Mm -hmm. his generals, his secretaries, his um, people, mm -hmm. and pray for them that the decisions that they make are wise yeah, decisions. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, shifting gears a bit here, yeah. the the Olympics, yeah. are they over? They are over. They okay. were over, I think, a week ago, oh a little man. over a week ago. There's some weird Olympics. Like, uh, there's new events. Are they adding, they're adding new events all oh the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, they added surfing this year and three-on-three -three basketball. And Did you see, I don't know if this was new or not, I thought it was, Honestly, it's kind of ridiculous. It was a uh, handstand obstacle course. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. Have one. you seen that? Uh -uh. It they're on hand. They're walking on their hands, and they have to go through an obstacle course, and it's a timed event. Oh, I couldn't do it. So that's an athletic. I feat. mean, it's definitely an athletic <laughs> feat. I'm just like, really? Is that what the games have become? This is a thing. Yeah. Like, we watched it almost like. This is kind of funny more than like. Anything <laughs> else, but anyway, and what hey. was really weird about it is that it was advertised as the 2020 Olympics, they didn't change any of they the didn't numbers, change no, it was <laughs> just the 2020 Olympics yeah. happening They're in like, 2021. Ah, uh, you know what, guys, let's just keep it. That's right, we spent a lot let's of money just on that. Keep logo. It. We're not, we're not going back to those guys to, yeah. to, to change the zero to a one. That's right. Oh man, so but the big thing this year, uh, was uh, transgenders uh, competing in the Olympics, and uh, I know that. Uh, you and I both kind of have uh, our, our thoughts and our stance on that. Uh, it happened, and and it, it it happened in multiple ways. So I know that there was a, a transgender uh, that played. Her name was uh, Laurel Hubbard. No, I'm talking about Quinn. Oh, yeah, the like soccer player. The soccer player. Mm -hmm. So she was actually a woman that identifies as a man, yep. but still played for the women's soccer team. Yes, the Canadian soccer team. Yeah. Which, okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any quarrels there. Yeah. Um, but there's also men who identify as women. Who transitioned as women. Who transitioned into women who are then competing against women. Yes. 
and that's kind of where I start to have some issues. Yeah. Um. I don't. Let me let me be a little bit more blunt. That's where I start to have an issue. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's where I have an issue for sure. I don't even starts the right word. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, uh, but let's talk about that a little bit. And, and you're talking about Laura Hubbard, right? Uh, who yeah, is Laura. she's uh from New Zealand and uh was is a weightlifter and uh was competing against other women. And let's just start off by talking about the reality that men and women are are built differently. Um, like biologically are built differently. And so um, there is clearly a reason why sports have been split is because men biologically have an advantage over women biologically. And that's not that men are better than women. It's just a reality it, it, that you can't deny that reality. I mean, yeah. if we, if we want to bank on science, uh, that's a reality of science is that we're just constructed differently. And, and I'm not talking about myself yeah. because – I'm, I'm not an athlete, you know, an o I mean, yeah. I'm not a big person. We actually were playing softball on, yeah. on Friday, um, and there was this guy, and he was huge. He was playing shortstop, really, really, you could tell that he's been playing a long time. And uh, I'm on second base, and I'm like, so who did you pay to get so big? And he was like, oh, man, just luck of the draw. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm definitely paying the wrong guy because, you know, <laughs> right. uh, I'm just not – I'm not a huge guy, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But uh, – for those athlete athletes that are there, like you look at it, football players and baseball players, you just don't see women that big, right? right? And so it's not a fair competition to put them up against each other. And so uh, I'm curious your thoughts on that and um, kind of how you, I mean, there's really, an, I don't know what we do or I don't think there is anything that we do, but how do we kind of process through that? Yeah, I think that, you know, as I think through this, and I've been thinking through this a lot over the last couple of weeks, just a few weeks ago, two weeks ago or so, uh, I preached a whole message on um, sexuality in the church and understanding human sexuality and what does what is our role in the Which LGBT. Which is really good, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm a firm advocate of, yes. of that message. Yeah, so. the LGBTQ community. How do we as Christians engage that community? Mm -hmm. And there is a sense in which um, our role within that community is to see them as people who are made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. uh, gender dysphoria is real, right? Um, Same-sex attraction is uh, attraction is real, mm -hmm. and these things that we have to admit and and work and go. Okay, so how do we think through this as as believers and as Christians uh, in this space? And so that there's in a way we want to meet them with grace, we want to show them love, um, just like we do any people group mm -hmm. in that space. Uh, and at the same time. We have this thing in our culture where it's sports. Mm -hmm. And I've always said that the transgender revolution actually ends at sports mm -hmm. because sports, I think, is the great God of the American culture. Mm -hmm. And you can mess with about anything, but when you start messing with sports, like mm -hmm. that's where we draw the line. Like mm -hmm. we're not going to go any further. And so I think that that's what we're starting to see play out uh, because at the end of the day, sports and competition is based on equality. It's based on fairness. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if you and I are competing – as men, I can't take steroids to get bigger, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's illegal in most sports. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there's this rules of competition and Which forever part of the sport is it not illegal in? <laughs> I don't I don't I'm sure that there might not be a sport <laughs> that, that drug test, right? Yeah. I don't know, does does hand walking competition do they have I don't know those rules. I don't know. I don't know the rules either. Yeah. So anyways I think that there is there's obviously rules and part of those rules have always been gender based. And the reason that those rules have been put in place is because of the fairness of what you just talked about, about, about biology, that when a boy goes through puberty, uh, regardless of what the transition looks like afterwards, if that boy ends up becoming a girl later in life. It's not uh, just against the rules. It's illegal. It's illegal. All right. Um, but this actually says most sports. Most sports, yeah. 
it's prohibited by most sports organizations. Yeah, there you go. But so I feel like it would be you would think it would be prohibited by all sports organizations right. if it's illegal. But anyway, continue. Yeah. So anyway, I think that when it that's when what Google that, tells me. That's what Google says, and we believe Google. That's right. Thanks. So I think that when it comes to the the men who have transitioned to be women, so they're trans women. That's the way we would describe them. Uh, completing in women's sports, that there is an inherent advantage to those trans women over naturally born females. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where we start to become uneasy because it's no longer fair. The mm -hmm. competition's no longer fair. So you have someone like Laurel Hubbard, who is actually a weightlifter uh, mm -hmm. through their 20s and even and early 30s. And a really 30s. good one. And a good one, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but wasn't quite Olympic good enough. Mm -hmm. And then in their early 40s, or in her early 40s, uh, all of a sudden, she's going to become a weightlifter as a female, mm -hmm. right, in a female competition. And it's like, wait, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's not enough hormone th therapy in all of the world to reverse the effects of Laurel having experienced puberty as a boy. Right. There's just not. Mm -hmm. And so that inherent disadvantage, I think, is um, what our culture is struggling with. Mm -hmm. And the culture war is set up. And I think that fairness and competition is going to win. Because ultimately, what's fascinating in this discussion to me, and just so I have issue with it as well, I think it's uh, tearing down women in sports mm -hmm. um, is what this issue you is. You made a comment that all of the the positive effects of the feminist movement yeah, is that's what being I was gonna yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry, so that was really good. I yeah, didn't want to miss that. So all of the positive effects of the feminist movement, which there's negative effects to the feminist movement as sure. well. But a lot of the feminist movement that moved towards equality, particularly in sports, is being unraveled before our eyes. And mm -hmm. so the feminist movement, which was a very leftist movement, is now being trumped by even more left movement. Yeah. Being and deconstructed it's almost. Deconstructed. Yeah. It's fascinating. So you have um, like J.K. Rawlings, the author of Harry Potter, who comes out, who is a known feminist, speaks against the transgendered uh, movement mm -hmm. and what it's doing to women. And she's ostracized because she doesn't hold to the new value mm -hmm. and what she's fighting for is going, Hey, look, I spent my entire life fighting for equality when it came to women mm -hmm. in sports in literature mm -hmm. in name it. And now all of a sudden what you're saying is that men who transition to women, um, can take all of these spots and they're trumping women again. And yeah. so the feminist fight I think is coming again in yeah. our culture, uh, because of this. And so you have, I think most of the conservatives, yeah. uh, even way right wing conservatives, are going to line up with the feminists, which is going to be a crazy sight uh -huh. to see in our culture. And the march is going to happen towards the transgender. And I don't know that it's going to be a good march. I think most in those moments, grace and love will go out the door mm -hmm. and it'll be a fight mm -hmm. to see who stands yeah. at the top of the mountain. Yeah. And everyone is angry. Yeah. Because we lose our minds. Yeah. And we no longer think logically. Yeah. And we honk at people. When their hazards are on That's in the right. middle of the road. In the middle of the road. Yeah. And instead of stopping and saying, man, what's going on? How can I help? Mm. We say, get out of my way. I need to get to where I'm going. Yeah. And you're bothering me. Yeah. And so what's fascinating about this whole discussion is, you know, the Biden administration has come out and basically this week said that we're going to stand with the transgenders, mm -hmm. the transgendered uh, women uh, who want to compete in female sports, that you have a place and so the director of education, the assistant attorney general, um, a whole host of people are backing this movement where transgendered women can participate in female sports. And that is a, a movement of um, our administration mm -hmm. that's currently overseeing our country uh, in that direction. And what's odd to me is I think that as we step back, I don't think that most people would even care if there was a transgender sport 
mm-hmm. right? Like transgender men and transgender women, if they want to compete, that they can p- compete in uh, a transgender soccer like their sport. own kind of like league. Yeah, their so own. Like there's a men's their league, own category, right? You have the men's category, league. you have the women's category, and you have a transgendered category. Uh-huh. I think that most people go, "That's an easy option. Let's just do that." Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, for whatever reason, that's not seen as as equitable in our the society. The valuable option. Yeah, there's and probably so what's not more enough. equitable is having former men participate against women. Yeah. And that's seen yeah. as equitable when everybody yeah. knows that's actually yeah. not. Or to me, I mean, like the Quinn, like, hey, you know, my bi- I have biology that says I'm a women, woman, and mm-hmm. so I'm going to compete on the women's soccer team even though I, I identify as a man. Yep. Like, I can see... Uh, I can see some validity there where she's not going through hormone therapy. She's not not transitioning. Yeah. And it's not, and it's not, it's not, it's not making the playing field unbalanced. And so that's, that's, I think the issue is, is making the the sports playing field. I mean, from a pure sports place and not a, uh, any other kind of space, you know, but um, anyway, what's really interesting in this is after I gave my sermon on sexual identity and mm-hmm. the theology of sexual identity this was actually the most asked question because i brought it up in my sermon just mm-hmm. as a question like is having a transgendered woman participate in a female sport is that okay mm-hmm. and i just kind of left it hanging like mm-hmm. i was just building the tension for what our culture is is facing and actually the most emails that i got in terms of clarification is mm-hmm. is what do you actually believe about like that yeah, yeah. and it's just the hot topic right yeah. because americans are so we love sport so much mm-hmm. and sport needs to be fair and equitable Mm-hmm. And uh, this is going against mm-hmm. all the values that we hold. And so you even have, um, maybe one last thing, uh, in the USA Today, about two, three months ago, it was really interesting. They had a 17-year-old female athlete who was a runner write an article about the trans- transgendered mo- movement. Mm-hmm. And in her particular state, heard this. there's two um, men who have transgender, or high school guys who have uh, who transitioned to being women. Mm-hmm. And they were track athletes before, they're track athletes now. And these two transgendered athletes have taken all of the, I mean, they're winning state, they're winning yeah. all of that. Right. And, uh, this, uh, teenager who's writing this article, who is this woman, young woman, uh, was top, mm-hmm. was one of the top female runners in the state until these two transgender athletes showed up. Yeah. And so she was asked to write an article and she wrote an article. It was really insightful. And, um, what was fascinating in the USA Today article, which USA Today is the, media publication that's pushing the transgender further than than any other media publication uh (laughs) that as they as she wrote it uh she wrote it in light of male and female right those who are formerly male now competing as females so on and so forth and they ran the article and apparently there was some uh pushback against the article from the far left Mm -hmm. and in that they went in and they made adjustments making the language more uh gender neutral Uh which actually if you read it now and you read that uh you can actually see that it takes away all the punch of what she was saying because now all of the the nouns have been made gender neutral Uh so it 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 takes away the very argument that she was trying to make Mm -hmm. and it's fascinating to me that the USA Today publication, mm-hmm. uh, which is well read in the United States, uh, decided to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, take away a young woman's voice mm-hmm. uh, in order to push their agenda. In order to push their agenda, and yeah. again, going back to the feminist movement, that's what they fought for. Right. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's a crazy space. Yeah. I think that our place as Christians in this space is, you know, when it comes to competition, that's hard as Christians. Like, um, we can enjoy sport. I think. 
we have freedom to enjoy sport and that sports should be equitable. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that also as we enter into this cultural war, we have to realize that sports not the hill to die on, mm -hmm. you know? And so how do we uh, put our voice into this with love and grace, mm -hmm. coming up with reasonable solutions so that sport is fair and equitable and at the same time realize uh, that we cannot sacrifice our witness um, because of sport. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the tension that we have to wrestle through. Absolutely. Well, there you go. There it is. All the answers that you've been looking for. <laughs> or none. They're wrapped up into an hour yes. conversation. You're there welcome. You <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Matt, this has been good. There's uh, there's just so many things going on and so many things that we can always be talking about. And so I thought it was good today just to kind of address uh, some of these these hot topics that are happening in our, in our culture and around the world and um, uh, get your thoughts on them. So thanks for, for being open with those things and uh, just uh, – we're really looking forward to, we're actually having a man-to-man -man series that is going to be coming up uh, here in just a few weeks. Um, the next few weeks, actually, is uh, our series is called uh, The Weird Things Christians Do. Yeah. Um, and so we have three weeks talking about uh, why Christians are weird and why that's okay. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so <laughs> that's going to be a lot of fun. That's right. It's going to be fun. But then after that, uh, we have uh, a man-to-man -man series where uh, you are actually going to be walking us through what it looks like um, to live in, man, uh, in a godly manhood. Right. Uh, biblical manhood. Yep. Um, and so uh, be looking for that. We have a lot of fun things tied up into that series. And so just kind of wanted to give everyone a heads up on that, that that's that's happening. It's coming. It's coming. Be prepared. It's a great time to uh, invite your friends, your neighbors, whoever might. Uh, I, I just think that this is something that our culture in general, uh, not not necessarily that our people in the culture are saying, hey, how do I raise my kid in a biblical way, yeah. but we want to know what does it look like to raise uh, our, our kids, uh, especially our, our young boys in, in this cancel culture. You know, what does it look like to to uh, raise, uh, you know, your your 13 year old, your 10, 11, 11 year old. Yeah, yeah, I was close. Yeah. My nine year old. How do I raise him up um, to know his identity uh, and, and where that falls uh, in a way that really makes sense to him for him to be able to flourish. So yeah. I'm looking forward to this series. I know that you're looking forward to this series as well. I think you are. I am. I yeah, am. Because yeah. I think that when we look at culture, like we have these two uh, pictures of masculinity mm -hmm. and we're not comfortable with either of them. We have a toxic masculinity uh -huh. and we look at that and go, well, there's a reason yeah. it's called toxic. Right. Uh -huh. And then, you know, as guys, we That's look at the beef this, head, right? The beef head. Yeah. yeah. And then you have kind of this, uh, feminized version yeah. of masculinity mm -hmm. and for most men i think and guys who are raising children uh boys that's we look at that's both the of raymond those. right yeah the raymond yeah from everybody loves raymond Absolutely. the raymond what's his last name uh yeah i don't remember uh barone barone yeah yeah, yeah. raymond so barone, i want yeah. to call him romano and i, I was wrong so <laughs> yeah, that's his real uh, name but kind of that, that yeah so there's those two those man. two spaces of, mm -hmm. of manhood that's presented in our society and i would say most men are not comfortable in either of those spaces, and mm -hmm. we're actually called to be greater than both of those yeah. Yeah. Uh, through the scriptures yeah. and the way that God yeah. created us. And so if you're a woman, don't think that you're not allowed to come because you, you need to be there too because uh, you guys are, are the ones. You need to understand what that looks like as well and how you can support your husbands, how you can look for a future husband, how you can support your brothers, your your own sons in, in living out uh, this, this manhood that, that is really the way that we're supposed to be living. So. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to that. So cool. awesome. Thank you so much for being with me here today, Matt. And uh, we will see you next time. All right, sounds good.